Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius, the official energy drink of PewterReport.com. Want to say hello to everybody in the chat that is watching today's show as we begin to break down the Bucks next game against the Lions. This is a Bucks versus Lions preview. And the Bucs are wearing their cream school jerseys, which most of us are very excited about. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is the face that runs the place at PeterReport.com, SR Scott Reynolds. And as we said, this episode is, the whole podcast, I should say, is brought to you by Celsius. No sugar, no post-energy drink crash or jitters that you might get with another product out there. So many awesome, fantastic flavors, which you might have a chance to get. Yeah. A free case of Celsius. I'll That's get right. into that in just a little bit. I mean, you can't go wrong whether it's the new flavor, the Cosmic Vibe, or the Sparkling Lemon Lime. I had Orange Grapefruit today. Ooh. Um, Arctic Vibe is my personal favorite of all time. But so many awesome flavors. If you need to know where to find a Celsius energy drink, go to the store locator on the Celsius website. Punch in your address, and it'll tell you the closest geographical location where you can find one. doesn't matter if you're in Indianapolis for the Combine, if you're out in Montana on a vacation for the bye week, it That's will right. tell you where to go and find one. So you can pick one up at your local convenience store, your 7-Eleven health and fitness store, or your bodega. Bodega. And once you keep going to your bodega and you know that you love Celsius so much and you want more, you want it in bulk, that's when I recommend getting the subscribe and save. You go over to Amazon and get the variety pack because variety is the spice of life. Head on over to Amazon. You actually get a discount today because it's either Prime Day or Amazon's running some deal. And have it sent to your residence whenever you want. It could be a week, month, quarterly, yearly. It's on your terms. So just make sure you're drinking Celsius Energy Drinks, the official sponsor of the Peter Report podcast. Make Celsius your number one pick. And Scott, uh, why don't we tell the people, first of all, who is getting a free case of Celsius and how you have a chance to win a case of Celsius on today's show and on Thursday show as well. That's exactly right. The people at Celsius, uh, they're our awesome partners. They've given us three cases of orange Celsius to give away to you, pewter people. Um, all you have to do to be kind of registered to win, if you will, is give us a super chat. Any denomination will do. Right. And uh, if it's small, that's fine. If it's large, we appreciate that. But truthfully, um, we, myself and I, and Matt, uh, yeah. myself and I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get two votes. I only get one. Hey, you Matt, are the face that runs the place. Well, yeah, but I only get one vote. Uh, this is a, a democracy here, a republic. Yeah. Uh, so we've got uh, one vote, Matt and I, and we have decided on a winner from yesterday's show. So if you super chat us today, you'll be entered to win. And we had, I think, 20 super chats yesterday, which was absolutely awesome. Yeah, it was great. And uh, we appreciate that. So all you have to do is super chat us today. We'll pick a winner from today. It's the best comment or question. That's uh, just according to us. And uh, we'll get to that in one second. So the winner of today's show will be named tomorrow. And then yep. Thursday's show. And gosh, Matt, when you talk about tomorrow's show, uh, the creamsicle vibes continue with Tony Dungy joining That's the right. show in the four o'clock hour. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to be talking with Buck's Ring of Honor and Hall of Fame coach Tony Dungy. He's going to be talking about the creamsicle days a little bit as first year in Tampa Bay in 1996, which was the last year the Bucks wore the creamsicles, beating the Lions in 1997 in that epic wild card game at the Big Sombrero, mm-hmm. as well as diving into this year's Buccaneer team, 
coached by another defensive head coach, Todd Bowles, and preview the Bucks-Lions game on Sunday. So don't miss tomorrow's show big time. Talk with uh, Tony Dungy, talking Buccaneers and Lions at 4 o'clock tomorrow. So when we do this tomorrow with Super Chats, and you can Super Chat Tony Dungy. You can ask him any questions you want. Yeah. We'll have the winner of Thursday's show on our post-game podcast Sunday night after the Bucks-Lions game. So with that further ado, Matt, we're going to name the winner of yesterday's show. Oops, that's the wrong graphic. That's the right graphics. All this creamsicle, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I get confused. <laughs> Jefferson Tugboat with a $5 super chat from yesterday. What's the minimum Baker Mayfield has to do the rest of the year to make him worth resigning? That was uh, an absolute great question. Very thought provoking. And you are the Celsius orange case winner. All you have to do is email me at srpewterreport.com, Jefferson, and I will email me with your address and we'll get that over to Celsius and they'll ship you your free case of orange energy drink. It's fantastic. It's my favorite flavor. Yeah. Um, so uh, we appreciate that very much. You know, I went back and listened to the show and and Matt, you answered it and I kind of didn't answer. I'll just say this real quick. What does he have to do in terms of the minimum? I think get the Bucks into the playoffs, you know, win the NFC South or get them in as a wild card and have a really favorable turnover uh, ratio, touchdown to interception ratio. I think as long as he does that, I think Jason Light, Todd Bowles really like this guy. Dave Canales seems to have fit this offense to him like a, a glove. So I, I think Baker Mayfield is on the right track to becoming the Buccaneers' perhaps long-term answer at quarterback. Yeah, and you could just see the confidence growing and growing each week. I mean, nationally, he's getting a ton of exposure. He was on college game day, which he spoke yeah. about a little bit um, today, and this offense still hasn't even played its best just yet, which is kind of exciting if you're a yeah. Bucks fan, because once they really get it clicking, I don't think much is going to change for that Bucks defense. Will they have a bad game here or there? Yeah, probably. That's just the nature of right. the of the NFL. But it, again, it was a great question by Jefferson. Really appreciate it. So congratulations on winning a free yeah. case of Celsius. It was hard to. We, we literally had yes. about five uh super chats that we deliberated about so yeah. you all made it hard because you had some great comments and questions but yesterday. Peter, people don't get down if you're upset That's about right. not winning because you have another chance to win today and, and yeah two more chances so just to reiterate any type of super chat of any denomination doesn't matter how big or how small you'll all be automatically eligible to win a free case of celsius and uh, we will pick the winner based on either the best comment, the best question. I like a little humor involved as yeah. well, which why, yeah. which is why I think Paul, a.k.a. Florida Dreamhouse, <laughs> is off to a great start. Thank <laughs> you with this $5 Super Chat who says, Roses are red, violets are blue, my Celsius of choice is orange, how about you? It's a strong well, start. You asked a question. There's a question in yeah. this uh, Super Chat, so I'll answer. Yeah. There's a lot of great flavors. Um, orange is in my top five, no question about it. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm picking one, the Arctic vibe, I love that blueberry yeah. taste. I just, it's absolutely fantastic. You can mix it with other things as well if you really yeah. wanted yeah. to. So uh, my choice is the Arctic vibe. My my other outside of orange, because that's my usual morning breakfast uh, Celsius. And sometimes typically Mondays and Wednesdays are super busy for me. So if I need a little Celsius, pick me up uh, as I'm aging. Uh, sometimes I need two Celsius. Well, my other one today was an Oasis vibe. That's my other go-to. Very cool. Yep. And oh, we, you know what? Let, let's let's hit on some Buccaneer news. We got another super chat here, but let's let's mix sure. in some Buccaneer news. Uh, we talked about Baker Mayfield and what it's going to take to have him possibly come back and and be 
the Buccaneers' long-term answer at the quarterback position with the contract extension. Well, he helped himself by being named the team captain, Matt. Yeah. And we, we've got the team captains. Do you want to do the honors in, in terms of the offensive captains? And I'll name the defensive captains. Sure, absolutely. And if you listen to Monday's show, we <laughs> accurately predicted all eight of them. Yeah. And this is uh, how it ended up being. So the captains on offense for the Buccaneers is eight in total, four yep. and four on offense and defense. So on the offensive side of the ball, it's quarterback Baker Mayfield, wide receiver Mike Evans, wide receiver Chris Godwin, and offensive tackle, starting yes. left tackle, Tristan Wirth. So the cool thing about this is, with the exception of Mike Evans and right. Levante David, spoiler, Levante yeah. David, and uh, <laughs> right. I won't give away everyone else, yeah. but at, at least on the offensive side of the ball, those are all technically new captains or first-year captains on yeah. this team, with the exception of Mike Evans, which is super cool to see. I mean, Tristan Wirth, I think, is a no-brainer, very long time right. coming even more with Chris Godwin, who's been on this team for longer yeah. and obviously is, is so important to this team. So I love that they expanded the number. Yeah. It used to be they'd have a couple special teams guys. Right. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a special sure. team captain. But when you have leaders like Tristan Wirfs, what he's doing, moving from the right side to the left mm -hmm. side and playing so well, Chris Godwin being one of the best yeah. receivers in team history. And, and he was here every day during yes. the offseason. He was helping the young guys. He led like, by example, this offense. He yeah, absolutely he led by example, and especially coming yeah. off that injury, too. So there's different ways yep. to lead, and uh, you know, congratulations to everybody on the offensive right. side of the football. On the defensive side, as Matt said, four defensive captains as well. No big surprise, Levante David, right? I mean, you know, if you, if you take off the jersey, he just has a C on his chest. I mean, it's like the S for Superman. He's got the C for captain, as long as he's in Tampa. He's going to yep. be a captain. Joining him was also Devin White and Vita Vea, captains from last year, and a new captain this year, very well-deserved. Honestly, the best player on defense right now. Yeah. Antoine Winfield Jr., and we have a, a super chat from Chris Cole, who wants them to re-sign AWJ. Uh, he is priority number two. Uh, I've kind of ascertained a list of, of their you priorities. Know, yeah. The Super Bowl peace sign? That's right. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> he is uh, priority number two. Tristan Wirfs getting him signed to a long-term deal. They did give him the fifth-year option. They picked that up for next year. So technically, they don't have to do anything until after next season. But Matt, my guess is, my educated guess, is that they're going to get something done with Tristan sooner rather than later, maybe later this year or certainly next year. Remember, they did that with Vita Vea. They, they yep. put him on the fifth-year option, but he never really played on the fifth-year option because they did that December contract extension. I think they want to capitalize on uh, the market as it stands right now rather than have it get reset again in next March where the price is only going to go up for Tristan Wirfs. But Antoine Winfield Jr. is number two on the list. So uh, Wirfs and, and Winfield, both of those one-two guys, in the 2020 draft, their top priorities. So there's your defensive captains right there. Devin White, Levante David, Antoine Winfield Jr., and Vita Bea. And Scott, we actually got to talk to a couple of the players that were named captain. Obviously, uh, every Wednesday we get Baker Mayfield up at the podium yeah. and spoke to Antoine Winfield Jr. as well. So two, again, two first-time captains on this Bucks roster. Let's see what they had to say about being named team captain. Yeah, um, I... I... It's truly an honor because you, you're voted by your peers on the team, and uh, it's the highest level of respect you can have. Um, you know, I'll say that we got we have a ton of good leaders. It doesn't change anybody's leadership roles, even if you don't have a C on your chest. I know it's cliche to say, but it, we have a great team. We have a lot of good leaders, and that's why we're going to have success as the year goes on because we're able to lean on different guys. But 
Um, you know, there, there's there's guys that have been here for a long time that are captains. There's some new faces in there as well, but it, it takes all of us to contribute and, uh, you know, steer the ship the right way. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I just appreciate all my teammates, all the coaches that, you know, voted me and, and maybe the captain. So, or maybe one of the captains, not the captain. Right. And so it's just awesome. Do you like that they, the time waited? Yeah, yeah, because it gave us a chance for, you know, everybody to, you know, make their own decision. Instead of, you know, you get those names right away, it, it gave, like, us opportunity to actually, like, lead and show people that, you know, we are, like, captains. I really liked Antoine Winfield Jr.'s response to that second yeah. question about waiting to be named or waiting for the team to vote on on captains. And I think part of it had to do, well, it's like, well, is Baker going to be – the full-time starter at quarterback. Right. You kind of have to establish that. But I think it is good because, you know, in training camp, everything's sunshine and rainbows. Nothing can yeah. go wrong. We're going to win the Super Bowl. And then you get into the season, and it's a little bit of a different grind than it is in training camp. And granted, the Bucks are off to a 3-1 and start, so it hasn't been the most rockiest of roads right. um, to begin the season. But I do agree. I, I think Antoine Winfield Jr. has a has a good point about waiting a little bit to to name the team captain. So congrats yeah. to both guys on uh, exactly. both sides of the ball. Scott, let's stick with some, not breaking news, but uh, the injury report just, just came, came out, out. Yep. for the let's Bucks get to it. and the Lions. And quite honestly, it is a laundry list <laughs> of yes. players for both. Yeah, Matt, I'll let you hit the, the Buccaneers, and I'll grab the Lions part of that. Sounds like a plan to me. So starting off, Jamel Dean. Remember, he missed uh, – not last week's, but last game uh, yeah. against the New Orleans Saints. He fully participated with a neck. Uh, well, the injury was neck and shoulder. He yep. fully participated. Cervasse Dennis returning back to practice at their hamstring. He was uh, fully participating. Mike Evans with his hamstring injury did yep. not participate. Luke Gedeke and Kalijah Cansey, both calf injuries. They uh, Gedeke was limited in practice while yep. Cansey fully participated. Ryan Neal with a concussion and also Anthony Nelson with a concussion. Yeah. Fully participated. Derek Pitts, the cornerback with the hamstring injury. He fully participated. And Devin White fully participated with that foot injury he had been yeah. dealing with. So relatively healthy for the yeah. Bucs with the exception of Mike Evans. Yeah. And Luke Edicke told me yesterday, too, that his calf is feeling so much better. He actually injured that in the first quarter yeah. against Cam Jordan in the Saints game. Played through it. Uh, but was was very fortunate to have the bye week last week. He said that really helped him, and he's feeling really good right now. When it comes to the Lions, Brian Branch, the safety out of Alabama, had a pick six against the Kansas City Chiefs in that season opener, did not participate. He missed the last game with an ankle injury. Uh, these other players did not participate with injuries. I'm just going to read them off to you here. Jamar Gibbs, running back with a hamstring. Jonah Jackson, the guard with an ankle. Zonovan Knight. The running back with the shoulder, James Mitchell, the tight end with the hamstring, and Emmanuel Mosley with the, a knee injury. Those players did not participate. The, the limited participations were wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown with an abdomen. He missed the last game. He did. And they're starting left tackle Taylor Decker uh, with the left tackle. I'm sorry, with an ankle injury, limited participation. The, the full participation was Khalil Dorsey, cornerback, who – is recovering from an illness. So, yes, as you said, laundry list of players on the injury report, but a lot of Buccaneers, full participation. A lot of Lions did not participate. That's not uncommon, though, when you play on a Sunday, right? Yeah. You play on a Sunday, sometimes the injury report gets better and better as the week goes along. Players that didn't participate on Wednesday are a limited participation on Thursday, then they're a full go. So we'll see on tomorrow's show how the Lions are faring with their injuries. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, Dan Campbell has kind of preached that the Lions are going to be physical and everything like that. So yeah. I imagine you get a little more banged up uh, on Sundays when you're playing for a Dan Campbell-led yep. team. Uh, yeah, let's get back to the Super Chats. Yeah. We, just like the laundry list of injuries, we yes. have a laundry list of Super Chats to get into. And we appreciate all the Peter people. Yeah, thank you. Justin Montag with the 499 Super Chat says, I've been waiting for the creamsicles for a long time. Yeah. Are they all of a sudden safe this year? How were they unsafe for the last 10 years? Well, it's really the helmet. That was the thing. The NFL had this helmet rule. They started in 2013. 2012 was the last year that the Buccaneers wore the creamsicle. The only active Buccaneer that has played in creamsicle was Levante David. That was his rookie season. And that was against the Saints, if I'm not mistaken. They lost that game. But 2013, they were supposed to play the Cardinals. And the league said, nope, we're going to this new rule because of all the concussion lawsuits. We're going to try to make this as safe as possible. And and players won't be switching helmets. So they can't sit there and say, well, my my regular helmet was fine. Then you made me wear a throwback helmet and I got a concussion that week and I'm going to sue the NFL. So the NFL tried to limit its liability by doing that. And after a decade, they figured out, well, you know, like crap happens. So yeah, <laughs> they opened up last year to wearing multiple helmets that allow teams that had changed the color of their helmets, like the Buccaneers did from white to pewter, to be able to have a throwback game. But Nike wasn't quite ready for the the orange uniforms. I guess they ran out of orange thread, Matt. I don't know, but I, whatever. But but it's happening now. That's the important thing, Justin. And I will say, just being at practice this week, seeing them wear the, the Bucko Bruce helmets, they still have the, like yeah. your typical red and, and white. Yeah practice jerseys but seeing the creamsicle the bucko bruce helmets it's just been so pretty cool, cool. it's yeah. so cool brandon riley with the five dollar super chat thank you brandon says sup guys i want to see if you had any plans to have someone at the bucks indie game i'll be there and would love to meet you guys in person uh, i don't think so um we we go to some select away games but that is not one of them the reason being is i want to say that is it's Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, following Christmas. Yeah, following the Thanksgiving weekend, and that is the most difficult travel uh, weekend. And uh, we don't want people having to miss Thanksgiving to get there early. Um, and it just it, it, traveling on Black Friday or on the Saturday prior to that, it just it's a nightmare. So it doesn't make any sense for us to send somebody to that game only to have travel delays or flight cancellations, have them miss the game and then spend time in an airport. So we're just being proactive and we're just, you know, we're going to watch that one from home and do the best job we can covering it. So we appreciate that, Riley. Hope you enjoy the game, Brandon. Yeah. Um, Matt and I will be out there in Indianapolis though. So that's, that's what I was going to say is yeah. um, with all of that said, I've enjoyed going to Indy for the NFL yes. combine and yeah, we'll be there again this season or this, whenever it comes back next, uh, you know, yeah. during draft season. And so, yeah, if you're around then Brandon would definitely love to, Say hello. Yep. Shaggy with a $5 super chat says, hit my parlay on underdogs, spending my nice. winnings. Let's go, Bucks. <laughs> Absolutely love that, Shaggy. Congrats. Thanks for using underdog. That is awesome. Make sure you use that promo code pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R. But yeah, awesome for you, Shaggy. That's great. Yep. Uh, Paul, a.k.a. Florida Dreamhouse says, the Baker Mayfield haiku, Baker Mayfield wins. The season of dreams is here. All Bucks fans rejoice. That's another strong entry there, uh, Paul. So, Appreciate that very much. And we've got another one here from Matt Bucks fan, $5 super chat. Thought it was weird that Bulls said Dean is the clear starter of Zion. Yeah. What's your guys' thoughts? PFF 
ranks Zion higher than Davis and Dean? Yes, I asked that question today at the press conference. And I know that Coach is very, very high on Zion McCollum. At the same time, Jamel Dean, he has earned his status on this team as a starter. He's yeah. earned his payday, Matt. And when you look at, at I think Todd's an old school coach where you don't lose your job due to injury. I think he wants to give Jamel a chance to go out there and play better, but he's got an ace in the hole exactly. knowing that Zion McCollum at any given time can be inserted into that game in the starting lineup. And as Larry Foote said on Monday, he is the co-defensive coordinator for the back end. That's the, the back seven, the inside linebackers plus the, the secondary. And he has said that uh, they have plans to play all three guys, Davis, Dean, and McCollum. Yeah. So my guess is, you're going to see Zion rotate in there and get some snaps. And, and uh, you know, that might keep Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis fresh. Listen, when you build a resume or at least a bigger resume in terms of Jamel Dean and you get that contract, that buys you some leeway. And I think it's also important to, to point out that, you know, Jamel Dean, he's only missed one game. <laughs> it's not like he's he's had a crazy, crazy uh you know, time this season just yet. Has right. he under has he underperformed? Yeah, absolutely. But again, because of the resume that he's built, I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt that yeah. he should get more than three games in a season to kind of turn his season around before you say, you know what? We're switching you. We're moving you out. Yeah. You know, it's not <laughs> like Jamel Dean has been absolutely obliterated sure. out there or has been abysmal. He just hasn't played up to right. his standard of play, which we've all become very accustomed to. Well said. And I think the other thing, too, is, you know, he watched the Saints game, right, on the sidelines or on TV if he traveled, whatever. You know, yeah. he didn't play. But he's watching what Zion McCollum did. Held one receiver to one catch for five yards. I mean, that's that's damn good play. So, yeah, you know, that that's maybe a little light in the fire situation there with Jamel saying, hey, I better get out there and play really well because coaches can have, you know, no bones about putting Zion McCollum in there. And, and the last thing is, Todd Bowles is very loyal to his guys. And that's not to say that he's yeah. not loyal to Zion McCollum because he was the one that gave Zion that great pep talk that really helped turn Zion's game around. But he's right. very loyal to the guys that he's had for a while. So he's not going to give up on Jamel Dean just yet. We got a, another super yeah. chat from my main man, Kyle Dugan. Thank you for the $5 yeah. super chat, Dukes, who says, great show. Late to the chat. Perhaps it has already been discussed, but what are the top three throwback jerseys in the league? Wow. Excellent question. It's yeah. definitely not the New England Patriots. I'm just kidding. Correct. I know. I know that he's a Patriots fan. Um, okay. So the the ones that off the top of my head. Oh man, this is tough. So uh, yeah. we have to put the cream skull in there. I, yeah, I for think, sure. But I, I would say that. There. Yeah, no doubt. The ones I'm kind of toying with, and I know they're a division rival, but the Atlanta Falcons, the red helmet with the yeah. black jersey, I think is super I'm partial nice. to those. Yeah. The Tennessee Titans as the Houston Oilers, that baby blue. Right. I think that's fantastic. The Eagles, old Kelly Green. You know what? The Jets, the Jets uh, throwback jersey yeah. they did this year. Sack Exchange, too. New York yeah. Sack Exchange jersey. Yeah. yeah, I won't pick that one though because everyone will call me biased. So <laughs> I think I'm going to go Creamsicle, Houston Oilers, Baby Blue, yeah, Atlanta love you Falcons. Blue. Yep. Yeah, Atlanta Falcons uh, with the red helmet and the black jerseys. But everyone, I, feel free to chime in. Yeah, I would agree with that, Matt. I, I think that's that's definitely. I think you're right on target there for me. You know, and of course you got. Uh, I don't know, man. Listen, I'm I'm throwing up some old pictures here from 2009. That was the original throwback creamsicle game, and um, that was Sammy Strader. He caught a fourth down touchdown from Josh Freeman. That was Freeman's first start. Remember, he was the the first round draft pick in 2009. 
threw a touchdown pass uh, to beat Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay Packers, uh, tw- 38 to 28. It was that, that gave the Bucks a three point lead. Then Tenard Jackson, right there, is getting congrats from Sabby Piscatelli. Mm. And he had a pick six of Aaron Rodgers late in the fourth quarter to seal it. And uh, Bucko Bruce was happy. That's the old Bucko Bruce slogan or mascot, I should say. <laughs> Where Ian Morris was really happy. That was his first win. Yeah, he is Bay. drenched. Yeah, yeah. He got. <laughs> I don't the, know if that sweat or if they threw Gatorade. That's the orange Gatorade shower. They gave him the orange <laughs> Gatorade bath. There, blended in nicely with the orange shirt. Uh, so yeah, back in the day, that was that was the original throwback game. And I tell you what, um, you know, we we don't really praise the Glaziers a lot. I mean, not not that we avoid praising them, but I mean, for them to put on such a show. I remember walking into the stadium and they were seventies and eighties music playing like earth, wind and fire. I mean, it was just, it was awesome. They had the swashbuckler uniforms, the original cheerleader uniforms mm-hmm. with like the massive orange and white pom poms. They just do a great job with, with the throwback game. And it started back there in 2009. That was the only win in the creamsicle throwback years. <laughs> so there's only been four games. They're one and three. They've lost their last three. And as I said, on the recent Peter pulse episode, the Buccaneers in the cream sickles uh, were 0 and 5 in the last five games against the Lions. That was like 96, 95, 94, and then 93. So they got a they got some streaks to break here. Hopefully, after this 11 year wait, it's more victorious in, in orange and white. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's please hope so. Yeah. Um, let's All get right, to I was gonna say, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Super last week, Brandon Riley responding to our answer about the uh, being in Indy or nice. going to Indy says, "Sweet, okay. looks like I'm going to the combine." Hashtag LFG. That's that's great, Brandon. Yep. Would love to say hello to you. Uh, yep. when we're in Indy. So thank you again for the super chat. Yep. Nathan Elliott, the throwback games are awesome. Brian Ford does a great job with this staff getting that game. I did. That's a fact. Brian Ford, yes. probably the hardest working man at one Buccaneer place that doesn't yeah. don a helmet. I mean, that guy is everywhere. Uh, Brian is the chief operating officer of the Buccaneers, and he's kind of like the Jason Light of the business side yeah. of, of the organization. If you don't know Brian Ford, uh, if you've been to Bucks training camp, he is the guy that looks like really official out there, like wearing a polo shirt, a Bucks polo shirt, and some pants, sweating his ass off, and and you know doing the whole Tampa Bay chant, greeting fans. He's one of he's, the nicest people. Absolutely. Ever. Not just yeah. like in football or anything. No one doubt. of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah. So. I mean, if you if you cut him open, he bleeds pewter and, and yes. orange this week for sure. He is just a buccaneer through and through. And uh, he, like I said, he's the equivalent of Jason Light, but on the business side of things, marketing, ticketing, you know, corporate. I mean, he's just an absolute ace for the Glaciers. That's a fantastic job. And yeah, he is. He's done a lot of the heavy lifting with with the the cream sickle rollout this year and done a fantastic job. Yeah, uh, I'm absolutely with you. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I mean, obviously you want the Bucks to win, but uh, the, the whole atmosphere is gonna be great. Carlton Davis is saying, like, remember the memo is groovy. He was he wasn't like mocking it, right? He yeah, just, he was <laughs> exactly. just kind of acknowledging that the Bucks are really hammering it home. That it's yeah. 70s groovies, all that fun stuff. Exactly. I'm gonna put my SR's pick six preview, which is Bucks Lions. I'm putting that in the chat. So if you have a chance to read it, we'll talk about it, that a little bit. But you can check out all the details I have in my weekly preview column where I touch on six little topics. And some of those topics, well, this one's not little, Matt. This one's actually really big. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. That, that's that's a big dude. And he he is a game wrecker, as, as Todd Bull said. Now, he had an interception last week. 
against the Panthers. He actually kind of caught like a middle screen mm-hmm. one-handed. It was an amazing mm-hmm. interception. And and you might think, wow, that's pretty amazing. A defensive end picking off a pass. He actually did that three times as a rookie. He has four interceptions. <laughs> he's got four picks. It's nuts. Yeah, it, it truly is unbelievable what he's kind of been able to do in terms of the, the amount of interceptions, but not to mention he had nine and a half sacks as a rookie. And he's already he already has four and a half sacks this season. And he didn't even have a sack in the first two games of the year. So it's really coming in bunches for him. He's getting better and better. I think he's going to blow his, his last year's sack total out of the yeah. water. Which is nine and like, a half. <laughs> yeah, which is like he's almost halfway there already. So, you know, Todd Bowles said today, he was like, oh, it's going to be a great challenge for Tristan and Luke. And I keep yeah. thinking, I don't think, like, why would it make sense? And I get, I totally get why the Lions would trust their guy, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. But why would you put him up against Tristan when you just have way, way more of an advantage with uh, Hutchinson over Luke Gedeke? Even as good as Luke Gedeke has played. I know. I mean, he's like the number one guy you got to look out for in this Lions, uh, in this Lions defense. Yeah, totally agree. He's a game wrecker. Uh, he can sack the quarterback four and a half sacks this year, six or nine and a half last year. And, and you know, we've we've given Luke Gedeke a lot of hype and a lot of praise and well-deserved through the first four weeks. He has been better than expected and playing really, really good football. He has been the second best offensive lineman in Tampa outside of Tristan Works. But this is going to be, I think, the game for him. Uh, if he can If he can keep Aiden Hutchinson at bay, which might mean like, you know, two or three tackles and maybe giving up a sack. And, you know, the sack that you don't want, Matt, is you don't want the third down sack, right, where yeah. it leads to a punt. You don't want the strip sack. If it if it's a two or three yard loss where, you know, uh, Baker gets outside contain, right, and 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 Aiden releases from get a key and tracks him down and drags him down. And it's it's now it's third and 12 and they convert the, the first down and they get down there and they kick a field goal that's not the kind of sack that kills you. This kind of sack that kills you is the the one that creates the turnover, the one that's on third down that forces a punt. You know, those, those are the more impactful sacks. And and if, if Aiden Hutchinson can can have a quiet Sunday, I think that really helps the Bucks chances of winning, of course. And even if he gets one sack, I don't think that's the end of the world. We, you and I were talking about that today while we were at the the Bucks press conferences. And you know, the, the Bucks have done a fantastic job, and, and I say the Bucks, not even the offensive line, just the team in general has done a fantastic job of avoiding a number of sacks because I think Baker Mayfield deserves a lot of the credit for, you know, he's escaped a couple of sacks. You know, yep. he's only been sacked four times this year. Right. You can make an argument that he probably should have been sacked in total if you count the four that's already happened. Right. Maybe like seven times this season. Yeah. Baker has done a couple of magic tricks to to let loose, and he's probably going to have to do that again against Detroit. But you know what? That's okay because it's all about just being gritty and getting that first down or whatever it takes. Yeah. So Baker's going to do his part. Um, the offensive line has to show up as well. But I think that's what's you know that's why the Bucks are going to be stubborn with the run, so they can continue to do play action. Dave Canales has shown already. He loves to be balanced, even yeah. though Todd Bowles will say, if we have to throw 50 times, we will. If we have to run it 50 right. times, we will. But Dave Canales has really shown a commitment to the run game. When he was asked last week where he can improve on, he said the flow of the run game. Right. So yes. he always has running the football on his mind. And you know what? Running the football, 
takes away a little bit of the threat of Aiden Hutchinson because he's not sacking your quarterback. That's and, right. You know, Rashad White could fumble, but yep. you're going to avoid the strip sack where you're more likely to to lose the ball or a rush throw. So, yeah, I think exactly. you see a lot of the run game for the Bucks, bootleg, everything that we've kind of already seen, just a little bit better because yeah. they've had more time to self-scout. I agree. Shaggy with a $5 super chat. We'll be rocking my new 47 creamsicle this weekend. That's awesome. We appreciate that. It's that is great. Right? Now, will you be wearing it when the Bucks play the 49ers? Because right. there's a conflict of interest. <laughs> yeah. But we'll cross that road when we get to exactly. it. Well, $20 super chat here from Paul, a.k.a. Florida Dream House. Uh, if you want to retire and live on some islands, your only hope <laughs> your only hope if Matty Diamonds. If you crave Bucks news and support, your only hope is Peter Report. I share silly rhymes happily as I hope to get Celsius sent to me. <laughs> <My man. laughs> You're bringing strong today, Paul. You are bringing so, the heat, Paul, a.k.a. Yeah. Florida Dreamhouse. Yeah, but it's not over yet. We have half the show to go but uh you know you're you're certainly catching our attention there paul there's yeah, no doubt thank about you that. so much paul i mean you're you're an avid yeah reader listener commenter super chatter as well it's not just this episode but That's you do right. it all yeah. the time and we really do appreciate you just a reminder last uh the, the winner from monday's show is jefferson tugboat with the five dollar super chat so if you're late to the chat if you miss Monday's show, you're like, what the hell's going on? Well, if you super chat us today or tomorrow, you could win a, a Celsius orange case from Celsius. They'll ship it right to you. And uh, this was the winner from Monday's show, Jefferson Tugboat with a $5 super chat. It does not matter. The denom denominations don't matter. So it's $1.99 or $1,000, whatever. It doesn't matter. Well, maybe $1,000 might help your case, but yeah. we've yet to see that. Uh, what's the minimum Baker Mayfield has to do the rest of the year to make him worth signing? So just... Ask us a really good, thoughtful question or a great comment or use some humor, and you have a chance to win a case of Celsius. We'll have the winner from today's show on tomorrow when we have Tony Dungy coming on at yeah. 4 o'clock. Uh, that's going to be a fantastic show talking Bucks lions with Coach. We're looking forward to that. So that's at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Don't miss that show. And since we're in the promo mood, don't miss oh, yeah. Peter Game Day. Look at that Bucko Bruce right there. Computer game day starts at 325 with our live pregame show and then live in-game analysis at 425. So make sure that you check that out. Uh, Matt's going to be rocking and rolling uh, and, and sharing all the insight and knowledge we gained this week for the show. It's going to be fantastic. And uh, you don't want to miss Pewter game day. It's uh, an hour before the start of the live game analysis is our live pregame show. Yeah, super excited to get back into the swing of it. We've had a great, usually turnout is something live, but we've had a great turnout in the chat with everybody yeah. watching. I absolutely love interacting with all the pewter people, especially when it's like crunch time. Like, can the yeah. Bucks get the first down here? Can they? Can the defense get the stop? That's always um, a, a ton of fun. So we obviously had a week off from it yeah. with uh, the Bucks on a bye, but very excited to get back into it, especially with the creamsicles. Because right. while there is a lot of excitement, there are a lot of Bucks fans, and I understand it, that um, it just kind of reminds them of the times when they were the Suckineers and when they weren't a good team or how they've lost with the Creamsville throwback. Yeah. So I, I understand that side of it, too. And I'm depending on how the game goes, I think people are going to be very opinionated about the Creamsicles. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so let's talk. Uh, let's continue on the uh, the preview thing here in, in terms yeah. of, of Bucks-Lions. Uh, you know, the the one thing that really impresses me, their, their defense is stout against the run. They're the third best run defense in the league, right? So the Buccaneers, they ran into the roadblock that was the Philadelphia Eagles. 
yeah. on Monday Night Football. Well, it doesn't get much easier this week. And as Matt, you pointed out, hopefully the Buccaneers, with their success that they had running the ball in New Orleans, that they can have more success on the ground and be a little bit more balanced. But the Lions right now, third best rushing defense yeah. in the league, allowing just 68.4 yards per game. That's about seven more yards than the Lions are are allowing. So, or not the, the Lions, Eagles, the yeah. Eagles, right? So, Eagles and Lions, pretty close in terms of that. So, this would be a really good measuring stick for the Buccaneers. Can they establish that run? Can they get it going better than they did against the Eagles? I think they're going to have some opportunities. Dave Canales, I think, has really taken some lessons from that Eagles game. But th- that's a really, really big matchup. Uh, can the Buccaneers uh, get more balance than they had against the Eagles on Monday night football when they play the Lions. And then the other thing too, Matt, that really jumps out is is red zone scoring, right? Yes. The Lions, they're one of the, the better teams. I think they're ranked seventh in terms of, of red zone efficiency. You look at last week's game, it was six touchdowns. This team does not kick field goals. They get touchdowns on the board. They had three touchdowns in, in the Kansas City to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. One of those was a pick six, but when you're when you're scoring touchdowns rather than field goals, your chances of winning increase dramatically. It's just four points more, right, from from the field goal. And and uh, this team does it very well. Tampa Bay's red zone defense is second in the league, so something's got to give. This is going to be, I think, for the Buccaneers, one of their keys to win. Matt is forcing Detroit to kick field goals, and if they can do that yeah. and prevent this from being a shootout, I think it greatly increases their chance of winning. I think it's all about the red zone matchup for the Bucs, specifically with, with the defense, because we saw it against the Saints. They kept the Saints out of the end zone, just allowed them field goals. We know at times, and I'm not trying to be too negative about Todd Bowles and the defense, because the defense has been fantastic this year, especially with turnovers. But at times, the Bucs will allow teams to get yards down the field, and then they really no pun intended, buck up when you get to the red zone. And as you pointed out, how good the Lions are just putting points up on the board. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, Sam Laporta, who is emerging as like a top tier tight end uh, in this league, or we'll see if Amon right. Ross St. Brown plays. But again, he's another guy that's yeah. emerging into one of the best. Yeah. Jameson Williams, be, you know? Yeah. And their run game is really stout too. So I, I, I do think the like stat wise, I think, like Jared Goff will still have a pretty good stat day. And, uh, you know, whether it's Laporta or, or whoever's going to be toting the rock the best for uh, for Detroit, I think they'll have a good number of stats. But as long as in the TD column it says zero or maybe just one or at worst two, it will give the Bucks a fighting chance. Now, for the Bucks being able to run the ball where this conversation kind of started – I don't know if they'll be able to do it just yet. I don't think they'll be able to fix running it through the interior, like behind Robert Hainsey and things like that. I still think they're going to struggle heavily in that department. They found success going to the outside, but can you do that every single time? I don't necessarily think so, but as we kind of said, that's one of the fun matchups of the game within the game. You're muted. There we go. My mute, my mic was muted. Uh, Sam Laporta, this is a, a guy that you mentioned that really has to be talked about for a second because he is second-round draft pick of the Lions. The Bucks loved him. He was like their favorite tight end yeah. in the draft, and and they 
they were sorry that they didn't have a chance to get him in the second round. But this this guy can absolutely play. Todd Bowles said today that he doesn't play like a rookie. He plays like a six-year veteran. He's got a catch of 30 yards or more in each of the last three games. He's got speed to burn. He is that Hawkinson, Kittle, Kelsey type tight yep. end. And, and also three touchdowns in, yeah. in the last two games. Yeah, right. And and so he is a, a player who had two touchdowns in last week's game against the Panthers. And they get really creative. Uh, I think one of those was like a halfback pass or a flea flicker touchdown yep. to Laporta. So the, Ben Johnson does a great job of getting creative on offense and doing a little bit of razzle-dazzle, a little bit of misdirection to create some some touchdown opportunities, right? We talk about how the Lions want to score touchdowns. Some of that stuff some of that stuff comes off of gimmick plays or misdirection and uh and Laporta has been a a big time target for Jared Goff this season. And Jared Goff it was mentioned not just by Larry Foote, but also by Baker Mayfield today that gave him a lot of credit for really mastering the art of the play action fake. And they yep. use a lot of play action. They want to get David Montgomery rolling on the ground and all that does. And we, we know, we know that the analytics people out there say, you don't have to have the running game to use play action. That's right. But it's more effective when you have a downhill running threat, mm-hmm. when you can run the ball, it just holds that linebacker up there a little split second longer because he has to be prepared to fill his gap, stop the run, etc. So I know the analytics people, they get crazy saying you don't have to have a running game to use play action. And you're right. But when you do run the ball effectively, it's a hell of a lot more effective when play action works. Absolutely. And that whole razzle-dazzle, things like that, uh, that can even be more effective against a team like the Bucs that are so, so yeah. aggressive. Like, we've seen the screen game hurt the Bucs before, yeah. uh, where they right. just they over-pursue. And, you know, most of the time you want an aggressive defense, but that's how you counteract a, a unit like the Bucs have. So the, the flea flickers, a little bit of yeah. trickeration, obviously – um, plays a role into and all. And you know, as I say, one last thing on Laporta, the Bucks typically have not done a great job against the tight ends, but this year it's changed. They've done a yeah. really good job on tight ends. They did, you know, uh, they shut out Jimmy Graham. Taysom Hill had one catch for seven yards in New mm-hmm. Orleans. Cole Komet had, I think, 40 yards tops. Hawkinson in week one had eight catches, but for 35 yards. Yeah. They've done a really good job of of locking down the tight ends. Uh, Dallas Godert, I think, only had 20, maybe 30 yards receiving. So mm-hmm. schematically, they've done a really good job of, of whether it's the, the safety coming down, whether it's a linebacker in zone coverage, whether it's a nickel, wherever they line up the tight end in the slot. Collectively, the Bucks defense has done a very good job on tight ends. But Sam Laporta is really already establishing himself as a Pro Bowl caliber guy. So Yeah, that's, that, that's definitely a great point. Um They've done well against the tight end, but Laporte is yeah. a little bit different. Let's get to this uh, comment from me, McGee, and then, um, you know, we talked a lot about Jared Goff and, yeah. and Aiden Hutchinson and everything. We have some video of uh, Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield talking about the Lions yeah. as well. But first, let's get to Meets McGee. Thank you for the $5 Super Chat, who says, Dave Canales mentioned in another podcast that it took half the season for the run game to get going yeah. under Jane Waldron. Do you feel the same? Yeah, for sure. I, I do. And the reason why is because you can't simulate it in practice, right? No. You don't want the friendly fire. And the running game, is it's all physicality. It's it's I'm I'm going to move you, and I'm going to reset the line of scrimmage, and I'm going to you know win the line of scrimmage. The, the closest, Matt, that you can that you can simulate that is, uh, is, is in uh, training camp and those live periods that yep. happen for about five minutes in practice because they don't want the friendly fire injuries. 
So you, you can't simulate it in practice. The only way you can get better at it is during the games. It's just yeah, it. So it's what it's one of the unfortunate downsides of training yep. camp and the lack of physicality and things yeah. of that nature. So run game is one of the kind of the slowest thing, especially when you have like an entirely new offense. So. Exactly. Yes. All right. Yeah. Let's get to yeah. uh, Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield. Bowles talks about Jared Goff, talks about Sam Laporta. Baker Mayfield talks about Aiden Hutchinson. So uh, a little bit more Bucks first line. How has he grown as a quarterback, and what do you see from from his play this year that? Uh, yeah, that gives you guys some some concern. I mean, he's the engine that makes it go over there. He's been playing great ball as you get experience in the league. Obviously, uh, not turning the ball over, throwing touchdowns, commanding the offense. He was always very accurate. He's a competitor. Uh, he's playing great for him. Ty, what type of challenge does Sam Laporta present this week? No, he's tough. I mean, he, he's tough. He doesn't play like a rookie. He plays like a six-year pro. He can block very well. He runs routes like wide outs. He has great hands. Uh, he's got good run after catch. By no means is he playing like a rookie. He's playing good football. So looking at their matchup against the Lions defense, they have a bit of a game record with Aiden Hutchinson. How important is it going to be to, to stop him or at least limit him on Sunday? Yeah, he's one of those guys that he can ruin your day. He has that potential and he's capable of that. So just we, we got to know where he is. They move him around quite a bit. They do a good job of that. Um, but the thing that jumps out on tape, I know everybody talks about it, is his effort. He, he never quits. He never stops on a play. So even if you have him blocked for a second, he's going to find a way to, to, to break free. Um, so anytime stepping up in the pocket or moving around, he's going to be chasing. There's going to be pursuit. So got to have eyes on him at all times. Stray away from when it, when it comes to guys like that. But um, he's just a good athlete. You know, <laughs> He gets paid a lot of money to, to make plays like that. That's why he's so talented. He got, he got chosen that high. Um, so he's a good player. So, like I said, got to have eyes on him. All right, let's get to more of these super chats because yeah. we have plenty of them. Let's see where we left off. Uh, okay, we got a $10 super chat from Vice. Thank you very much, Vice. It says, hey, guys, great commentary as usual. Appreciate that. Question, what do you think this Bucks team needs to do further to be a Super Bowl competing team? Um, I've given this a lot of thought. I've actually started doing a lot of draft study and they need more playmakers on offense at their running back and at the tight end position, right? They need a Sam Laporta. They, they need that type of player. I also think they need a, a running back with more speed than Rashad white. And we'll see, maybe Rashad white proves me wrong and, and becomes a more dynamic player. Yeah. Some of the hesitancy out of his game, but they need a guy that can just when, when the hole or the crease is there, hit it like full-on acceleration, and, and it just, you know, you're off to the races with an 8- or 12-yard gain, maybe a 20-yard gain. They need that type of guy rather than the plotter that Rashad has kind of shown himself to be. And, again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Rashad, for his sake, can just mash the gas pedal a little faster and, and get through some of those holes. I think that's what would make this offense more dynamic, where you get more big plays out of the tight end position. Yeah, I, I like Kate Otten a lot as a guy. I think he's probably a number two in this league. I don't see him having a Pro Bowl ceiling. So I think getting more playmakers at tight end and running back would, would certainly help this offense score more points too. Yeah, so I kind of interpreted this question of like talking about the box specifically for this season. But I kind yeah. of like that you went with the future thing because I'm going to yeah. focus a little bit on right now. Awesome. Um, defensively, I already think that they have a defense that can, you know, help them win a Super Bowl. Yep. But if I was going to nitpick something a little bit, I think production at outside linebacker. We know Todd Bowles yep. loves the blitz. We know Todd Bowles can conjure up anything. But I still think at times you still need the best way to get home is pressure from the edge. And we That's saw right. that it was 
No better present than the Super Bowl against the Chiefs yeah. where Todd Bowles didn't blitz a lot because he got yeah, to play exactly. back coverage. And JPP and Shaq Barrett ran yeah. amok on the Chiefs offensive line. That's so right. I think they need a little bit more from Shaq and, and JTS and whatever the rotations yeah. can be at outside linebacker. You know, Matt, teams always and, and Peter people, this is to you too. It's it's teams always sit there and say, well, you have to have a Super Bowl caliber quarterback to go to the Super Bowl yeah. and win it. Right. And and that's true. I mean, it's yeah. rare that you've got, you know, the uh the Brad Johnsons, the Trent Dilfers, you know, that that win Super Bowl, the the Nick Foles, right? It's usually the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's, the, the big guns that do that. But the other the other ingredient, if you have a Brad Johnson who's not a superstar quarterback like Tom Brady was, is getting that outside pass rush. Simeon Rice was was that yeah. guy in 2002 for the Bucks. So having that dangerous, we have to account for him, the game yes. wrecker type edge rusher like the Lions have an Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. that's that's a, a missing component. I agree that. Yeah, and then uh, offensively, just the offensive line sticking together. Robert yep. Hainsey, can he play better? Um, yeah. Ward Burns, thank you for the $5 Super Chat, says, how much do you think we will lean on the Detroit versus Seattle tape from a few weeks ago? Similar offensive scheme. Great point. Against the Lions defense. I think a lot. I think yeah. Dave Nelson's and Brad Isaac's connection to yeah. um, to Seattle. I think they're going to watch a ton of that game, right? And be like, okay, well, they did this with DK. We can do this with Mike, or whatever the comparison yeah. is going to be. I think they're going to watch it a ton. I, th- I think you're right. I think that's spot on. I have nothing else to add. I think you nailed that, Matt. Um, we'll go to another super chat here. We appreciate all the super chats. You yeah. guys really want this orange Celsius, which is great. Uh, Zachary Jarvis, 499 Super Chat. I'm going to the Bucks and Packers game in Lambeau, and I'll be at the team hotel with the Loose Cannons. Would you guys be there? Adam Slavon from Peter Report will be there. Yeah, Maybe Josh Capo. Um, I won't be. I've kind of done my traveling for the year. <laughs> and it'll be <laughs> cold. And, yeah, <laughs> and I, and I, I have old man cold, so you know, um, I would love to go to Lambeau. There's nothing better. I was there the last time. I, well, not the last time. That was the 2020 playoff game during the COVID. I was not there for that, but I was there in 2005. I want to say that was the year. Yeah, that was 2005 when the Bucks beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and Lambeau under John Gruden. That was the Cadillac Williams game. Big game for, for Caddy. Awesome. And another super chat here from uh, Westlos333 $1.99. Bucks will cause multiple turnovers and get the W. You know what? It's a fun fact. The Buccaneers are 3-0 and when they have the uh, edge and turnover margin, and the only game they have not had that they were two and two, yep. was against the Eagles, and it wasn't good enough. So they have to win the turnover margin. That's the recipe for success. It's happened in all three of their wins. If they can do that on Sunday, then I think they have a, a pretty decent chance of beating the Lions, man. Yeah, you've uh, you've heard Todd Bowles preach it. We've heard uh, Dave Canales preach it. The proof is in the pudding because they are undefeated, and especially when you play maybe a better team than you. Yeah. You need every advantage you can get. So obviously yeah. uh, that takes precedent. Well, you also need all the advantage you can get when it comes to real estate. And if you're buying or selling a home, I'm going to give you the cheat code. It's the Eric Gross Group. They're the official realtor of Pewter Report. It takes a full team effort to win a football game and a full team effort to win a real estate. The Eric Gross Group has done hundreds of transactions in this crazy real estate market. And they have all of the experience necessary to help you win, whether it's buying or selling that home. Go to housesinfla.com that's eric's website housesinfla.com check out the inventory it's a great website very well laid out 
Their clients are not just transactions, they're lifelong friends. So why wouldn't you want to do business with a fellow Tampa Bay fan? It gives you something in common to start off with right there. Plus, Eric's the Tampa native. He knows this area inside and out. So whether you're moving to the state of Florida and looking for a house, or you're moving outside the state, or even around the state of Florida, the Eric Gross Group is the place to turn to. They're the official realtor of Peter Report. And in the spirit of Creamsicle Week, they're giving away a creamsicle jersey. The winner is going to be drawn on October 14th. You need to go to the Eric Gross Group Facebook page, like it, and leave a comment. You'll see the creamsicle jersey giveaway post. Leave a comment right there. It could be something as simple as go Tampa Bay, beat the Lions, uh, go Pewter Report, whatever. Th that will enter you into their drawing, which will be this Saturday, October 14th. A couple of days left to do that. It's super easy, and that's all it takes for you to have a chance to win that jersey. Absolutely. So why not jump on that opportunity? We have a uh, another super chat from Shaggy. Thank you, Shaggy, for the good yep. question. Is Simeon Rice a Hall of Famer? <sighs> yeah, I think he is. I, I don't think it's going to happen. And I've talked to several Hall of Fame voters, including Ira Kaufman, who represents the Buccaneers down here. Um, I don't think it's going to happen because the Bucks have four players from that Super Bowl defense right yep. not not just super bowl team the super bowl defense sat yeah. brooks lynch and now barber so i don't think that there is going to be a fifth and simeon rice has got over 100 sacks he checks all the boxes yeah the, the average number of sacks he's put up well um you know and, and i'll tell you what if he had won the super bowl mvp in 2002 and you could make a case that he was wrecking the game he had a sack and a fourth i think he had sack and a half or two sacks and a forced fumble he he really just destroyed uh, the the running game, the passing game. I think he should be a Hall of Famer. I don't think it's going to happen. What's very interesting is I was having this conversation not too long ago, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'm pretty sure if you looked at the stats of Demarcus Ware, who just made the Hall of Fame this yes. season in yep. this year's class of Rondé yep. Barber, and Simeon Rice, Simeon Rice has the better numbers. He but does. <laughs> Demarcus Ware. He played for the Cowboys, and yep. obviously the Cowboys get a ton of attention. And then sure. he ended up winning a Super Bowl with the Broncos. Obviously, right. Simeon Rice has the, the Super Bowl as well. Yep. You hate to say it, but that him playing for the Cowboys got him a lot more attention than Simeon Rice. It did. It did. It's unfortunate, yeah. but it is what it is. Yep. Another super chat here from Paul, a.k.a. Florida Dreamhouse. $5. Thank you. Is there anything identifiable that Baker Mayfield already brings to the Bucks that Brady did not? Yes. Mobility. Escapability. <laughs> That's it. I mean, uh, in a nutshell, he can move. Now, Brady did have a couple notable runs. There was one against the Giants, right? Where right. He kinda, but it was like, just slid. like, oh my God, he's running. Not, yes. like, you know, not, uh, yeah. not in the case with Baker where it's like, run Baker, run Baker. This yes. is, oh my God, Tom's running, but it's a little yep. bit different. Um, yeah. Exactly. I, outside of that, like, you know, tenacity, kind of similar. I think Brady. We still had great camaraderie with his teammates. We just didn't see it as much as we see it with Baker because, obviously, you know, Tom Brady's a mega star right. that exceeds just uh, just the NFL. So, yeah, but, I mean, Baker's fit in so well, and that's why he's uh, captain of this team. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'm doing some running back uh, work here in the draft, and, yes, uh, Braylon Allen from Wisconsin. He's a big guy, big running back. Uh, would love to see us get Braylon Allen. We need a hammer. So, yeah like to see this running back room uh, get upgraded. Uh, and again, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Jason Light proponent. He's done a great job building a Super Bowl winner. I think he wins more in the draft than he loses. But 
if there's been an Achilles heel, if there's been some kryptonite for Jason, it's been the fact that uh, the running back position has, has not played out the way he's wanted it to in the draft with Keyshawn Vaughn, Charles Sims, Jeremy McNichols, and maybe Rashad White. We'll have to see. Uh, folks, the one place that you can turn to if you want to win when it comes to finances is our good friends over at Immunity Financial. At Immunity Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations. We're so happy Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead. Stay ahead. I went to Colorado back in May and I went to Montana just last week for the bye week. It's awesome. If you want some money to vacation with, if you want some money to retirement with, uh, to, you know, to retire with, the folks at Immunity Financial will help you get your finances squared away. Managing your family's wealth means more to Immunity Financial than simply allocating your assets. It means legacy planning, brokerage and advisory services, retirement accounts, college savings accounts, and insurance services with 40 years of experience. Let Immunity Financial help you plan ahead and stay ahead. Give them a call at 1-800-868-6864 or visit them on the web at immunity.com. They can help you Anywhere across the country, not just in the state of Florida. So if you're listening to this podcast or watching it, Immuni Financial can help you. Visit them on the web at immuni.com. And make and sure that you're staying tuned tomorrow for the Peter Report podcast with Tony Dungy talking Bucks football, Bucks and Lions. We're looking forward to having Coach John. Uh, that's going to be at 4 o'clock tomorrow. And speaking of Bucks Lions, Matt, we've got a fantastic Pewter Game Day show lined up. Live Pewter Game Day experience happens at 425 with our live in-game analysis. You've got the, the live pregame show at 325. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. Yeah, absolutely. Always so much fun. Uh, we'll do the pregame show an hour beforehand, and then I'll be live giving my reactions to everything going on in that Bucks game. And real quick, also uh, want to give a shout out to mybookie.ag. If you want to bet on the yeah. Bucks lions game or any other NFL game or other sports out there, use the promo code pewter. That's P E W T E R. Get a first deposit bonus all the way up to $200 and a minimum of $45 with your uh, first deposit. So mybookie.ag, use that promo code PEWTER. That's P-E-W-T-E-R. Shaggy says hit that button. Absolutely right. Oops. And we have one last uh, super chat from Meets McGee. Thanks for the $5 super chat that says, Todd Bowles really loves this team after three years of TB12 being the leader, lead singer of this pop group. They're not really, they're not relying on one guy to save the day. Yeah. Speaking of pop group, Todd Bowles has a voice. He's a singer. He loves music. He's yeah. like he's very in depth with his music. Yeah. He just obviously doesn't really show it at the yeah, podcast. he loves R and B. He loves some of the old classics. Uh, but yeah, he's he's got a good singing voice. Um, he actually sang a couple bars in, in an interview with uh with Tony Dungy before the uh, before maybe it was, it was a primetime game last year, but a uh, good interview. So uh, great stuff. Speaking of Tony Dungy, he'll be on tomorrow. Make sure that you are visiting uh, pewterreport.com for the best Bucks coverage. Make sure you're following us on social media, on X, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Pewter Report. And of course, make sure that you are subscribing to Pewter Report TV. That's our YouTube channel. We're on the way to 12,300 Pewter people just like you because of you. So thank you very much for that. And uh, make sure you're hitting the like and leave a comment. All of that yeah. stuff helps our algorithm when it comes to getting in, in front of more Peter people like you guys. So we love yep. that. 
helps us build uh, our YouTube channel. So that'll do it for us. For Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks, everybody, for watching. And we will see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy is joining. Out. Tony.